Good people of Los Angeles, welcome back to the FCFC pod in Zoom land, not in the backyard, desafortunadamente, but we are here rocking it, kicking it, living it, designing it, drawing it, painting it, putting it up on the supporters rolls, putting it up on your Instagrams, putting it up on your t-shirts, on your sweatshirts, uh, anything you can put or see or put your two eyes on. You got Jeff Parrish, the man behind so many gorgeous interesting nuanced lafc designs from match day posters to the merch you rock we get into all sorts of stories about how we got to be the design front at lafc we get into how he's been mentoring our boy the guy who does our merch soon to be dropped merch and our our own album covers our pod covers ac noho is a guest host today tonight into the future of saturn sorry guys i'm still on my sunrise shit i'm just still you know rocking it this way but slim this is a great conversation we've been wanting to have jeff on for a really long time you want to hit the people with the cursory warnings ladies and gentlemen we're all at home so it's a little quieter than usual but same profanity y'all know what it is if you shouldn't be listening to profanity there's a good time to stop listening fuck y'all yeah, bitches. <laughs> FCFC. FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean thicky. Slim's here. Have no fear. We got to my left, Josh Sexy Spice. Surviving. Spice is surviving. And as per usual, we have the big dweez. Did, you get did it work this time? I've been trying no, to get the crap. Stop that shit. No, shit. Oh, come on, boy. Do you know what? I, I literally have to. I dragged that last two seconds of just dead air, and I have to cut it out every time, Dwee. So thank you again. The screen of my computer thanks me as well because there's just some hard kombucha <laughs> dripping down the screen now. <laughs> hey, I'm sure it's better than other things that have been dripping down that screen oh, before. Okay. Whoa, oh, Slam, it's a new computer, bro. I'm a different Oh, man. okay, okay, nice. <laughs> nice and sanitary. <laughs> and we have a special third co- fourth co-host with us today. I didn't count myself because I'm just like that. Uh, but family member of the show, we have Big AC NoHo joining us on the interwebs this evening. Yo. Yo. And we have a very special guest this evening. We've, you know, we've had the people that that story tell through video, through photos. And I mean, the way I see this person is if LAFC were a man, then he's a couple extra zeros at the end of that bank account. And if LAFC were a woman, he'd be the greatest Instagram filter known to man. We have Mr. Jeff Parrish 
on the interwebs with us tonight. Wow. Woo! That, that was amazing intro. <laughs> too, I think about kind, these while really. smoking bowls in the afternoon. You know what I mean? This is what I do, guys. I know. I got to up my photography game now. Not me taking photos someone taking photos of me for my instagram you know yeah because that Filters. i do not do yeah i do not do that <laughs> i mean most most artsy people don't have any photos of themselves on their instagram you know what i mean it's just it's part true of, it's part too, of the they're too self-conscious slam we just they don't want to they don't want to put it out there art speak for themselves all right let's yeah. deep dive into self-consciousness today guys <laughs> all right can- <laughs> cancel everything else we were going to talk about no seriously i have one First question, uh, yeah. you know, we got our normal first first one on the FCFC pod. Jeff, I want to know what's your oldest memory of Sheck Wes's Sadio Mane song? Oh, my God. <laughs> have you heard it? I don't think I have. If oh, I have, my God. I, AC's if, if not, have, he's heard it. He's the only legend. The song is incredible, it. and I hate Liverpool. Dude, yeah. Sadio Mane by Sheck West. Go listen to it. He's I'm I'm alluding to Jeff being a Liverpool fan here, but Jeff, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. Dude, I want to uh, hear about your oldest football memory, brother. Oh man, so <clears throat> I think my football career got started like everyone else's day. So as a kid, you know, not really something you necessarily wanted to do, but it was just something that every kid did growing up and uh, that's how I got my start and I actually didn't to be honest didn't I didn't like it that much um I just wasn't it wasn't my sport growing up um so I had like a falling out really really touching with a falling out in uh, middle school and just you know wasn't feeling it and then I didn't pick it back up again until college um and I I think I spend most of my days, you know, like you alluded to earlier, you know, getting a few video games in every now and then. And FIFA, definitely, I started playing that and I was gone. Um, You know, it just, I got immersed in it. And then I started kicking the ball around. This was in college. Started kicking the ball around with friends. And then my friend introduced me to Liverpool. And that was, that was all. What a horrible fucking friend, dude. Oh, my God. Whoever you are. It was Sheck West. I don't know. It was Sheck West. His friend was Sheck West. It was Sheck West only has one song that anybody knows. (laughs) And nobody even really knows that song. They just make noises when it's like (laughs) popping off at the club. Uh, (laughs) Anyways. No, you're fine. Um, It was, I think it was the year after Torres went off. So I didn't get to see the Torres glory days. Um, So I just missed it. So everyone knew who he was. And I was just like, you know, why do you, you know, why is there so much hype on this guy? And then of course he went to Chelsea and I was just like, all right. But yeah, that was definitely my intro into the EPL and then, you know, just been fully immersed, apparently not immersed as I should be, but you know, fully immersed uh, ever since. And we've had, it, we've had a rough patch, but you know, we've had some glory days and some some tough days is every every you guys you guys won the champions league like two years ago you won the premier league last year i don't want to hear no no uh we've had a bad month all right oh my god okay well (laughs) what i wouldn't give for a bad month in what has been a a lifetime of pain and suffering since 2004 before this bad influence of a human being introduced you to liverpool who did you usually play with when you were playing fifa you know what i gotta be honest 
Chelsea. Yeah, because I just love Drogba. Drogba was yeah. Yeah, I remember taking a trip to Vegas. I can't remember why, and Chelsea was. You know, we were in a sports bar and Chelsea was on. It was just Drogba, just scoring left and right, and I was just like, you couldn't, you couldn't get away from it, no matter where you are. You're in America in Vegas, and it's just you know Drogba just doing what he does best. So I'm not gonna lie, I, I first supported. Chelsea, because like one of my other good friends from college is a Chelsea supporter. Um, so I started with Chelsea and then slowly got, you know, deeper in the pool, deeper dragged into the uh, the, the pool. Yeah, and, and Chelsea was better at the time, so you know, I'm not a glory hunter. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was definitely definitely Chelsea and and Drogba for sure. So where did you yeah. go to school, man? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Laguna College of Art and Design, small art school in Laguna Beach. Um, I had a my my teacher, my arts art teacher in high school, knew um, the president there, and I went to school in the Bay Area high school, um, a high school called Lynbrook, and he was friends with the president, so he just was really pushing high school kids to go there. And I had family down in uh, Mission Viejo, so it was uh, you know easy move, easy transition. Um, actually had, my grandparents had a trailer in Laguna Beach um, when I was a kid. So we would come down every summer. So it was, it was familiar. I had family down here, so it was an easy move. And uh, that's where, that's where it all kind of kicked off art wise for me. And we also heard through the same uh, individual that's sitting below me on the screen, Mr. AC, that you actually, not only do you have a twin, which I think I knew, but your yeah. twin is also a designer, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But, uh, but were there, were there twin sports rivalries? You said that like, you know, football wasn't your sport of choice, but were you guys duking it out on another court or another game of choice growing up? You know, uh, oh yeah, actually we, we did, let me think. We did play FIFA briefly. Um, but it was more, we didn't get involved in ultimate team at all. It was like, let's create a team and have every player be bald and we'll just run around and, and cause mayhem and score as many goals as we can. Like that was the extent of our <laughs> early days FIFA gaming. Um, but God, me and my cousins would play like WWE SmackDown on N64. Uh, as far as me and Jake, I guess Smash Brothers for sure. Yeah, he would always pick Captain Falcon and I would always pick uh, Ness. He was definitely better than me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Ness is more hard to, it's harder to play with, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to just yeah. spin in the middle with Zelda the whole game because I'm just garbage at video games. <laughs> Come on, that's not true. <laughs> no, it really is. <laughs> you can ask Young Dweez about me on Apex Legends. I'm fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, Young Young Dweez was like, yeah, Slim is just really quiet. Like, I don't know if he's just concentrating really hard or... <laughs> I'm concentrating, bro, and I'm still bad. It's I, I can't coordinate. Anyways. Shout out, shout out Young Dweez. Um, but Jeff, like, you know, mm-hmm. as you're making, meandering your way through high school, sometimes you're going out and playing sports in the real world to, with mixed results, you're gaming with, you know, 
members of the family, friends, like what are, what are your other passions? I mean, it, it sounds like, um, you know, art had to have been in the picture from an early age, uh, given what you do now, but yeah, what else, what else was young Jeff up to before he pops out of college? Like what types of things were you getting in the mix with culturally? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> well, I started, I think maybe senior year getting into weed and drinking a little bit, <laughs> but I was definitely, you know, on the late, late bloomer side. Um, my little brother, oh God, he's a couple years younger than me. He, he must've started his freshman year, or even eighth grade, I swear. But just looking back, just, he was a trouble, trouble kid. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, started dabbling in that. So it wasn't, you know, it was definitely focused on you know, um, getting into college and, and focusing on getting my portfolio. Cause I was, that's what I wanted to do. And I feel like I was very lucky. Um, and I, cause a lot of kids don't know what, what they want to do until they get to college. And even when they're in college, it takes them a couple of years to figure it out. So I was definitely lucky. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, and I got to thank my parents for that. Cause they definitely, you know, had me going to art classes, me and Jake, uh, going to art classes since we were really young. And we just took a liking to it, saw that we were pretty good at it. So we just kept going. And actually, Jake went to Chapman his freshman, first semester freshman year. And then he went, he saw, he was like taking math classes and shit. And he was like, wait, Jeff's taking like figure drawing classes. Like he's starting in graphic design classes. Like I, I don't want to take math. I just want to do that. So he transferred over to Laguna so yeah we couldn't stay away only it took us uh, what three months away and then came back together <laughs> and spent uh, yeah three and a half more years together at Laguna and then uh yeah but as other than art um it's always been video games for sure um even as my my mom loves telling the story because it's just hilarious my parents were against video games for the longest time they're just like this is not something you're gonna have you're not gonna like it's not gonna be something that you're gonna do but all of my friends have video games so every time we would go to my friend's house growing up that's all we wanted to do my friends wanted to go outside play basketball go swimming do whatever like we had a pool growing up so I don't want to swim I don't have video games at my house all I want to do is play video games so my mom's my friend's parents had to go to my parents and say look you got to buy your kids video games because all they want to do when they come over to our kid's house is play their video games. So you got to level with this here. So they got us an N64 and that was just, yeah, the beginning of the, uh, <laughs> of the end. So you've been mostly a console gamer like your whole life? No, I played, um, I had like a, a brief, no, it wasn't brief. I got really into uh, Warcraft for a while. Um, yeah, it took over. It was like in college, it was like, do your homework, do your classwork, and then play some Warcraft. It wasn't even. So, Re Warcraft, World of Warcraft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, your yeah, life yeah. was fucking over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were a fucking caveman <laughs> for those years. Yeah, I still follow some of the. Um, uh, this guy Bajira on uh, on Instagram, and I just see what he. Do. I have no, I haven't played in years, but it just, I see it, and I'm just like, damn man, it just takes too much time now. It takes up too I, much time. I couldn't really hang out with my friends during those like two years that they were really into it, cause like, yeah, 
it was just they would stop playing for a while so they could get together to talk about playing again. So it was just like, all right, dude, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I'm going to yeah. go drinking or something yeah. while you guys talk about your fucking new griffin pet or whatever the fuck is going on. It was wild, bro. Thought, they yeah. all had beards. Like, they they were all literally like that South Park episode where yeah. they World of Warcraft. It was just like, ma'am, hot packets. <laughs> I have that diarrhea again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good South Park episode. But, I mean, yeah, that was... Yeah, I think, but then, you know, as I got introduced to to FIFA, that was just, you know, started ultimate. I don't even think I started ultimate team for a while, um, but that, but it was more so like in college, it was like, we didn't have any sports, you know, it was only art. And so one of my, uh, it was my brother and then our good friend, Ty, who actually, He's the ultimate design, my ultimate design guru who taught me everything from, you know, key commands on the keyboard and, and all that jazz. Um, he's the one who got us into Liverpool. And then, you know, I remember buying my first pair of cleats in college, um, you know, on my own, just like some Ronaldinho ones. And I was just, and then we started watching, I think it was called uh, the, the Greatest, maybe? where they they have like it's a like short 30 30 minute episodes about you know specific footballers and you know the glory days of their career um and we would literally after a night of drinking just go back to you know each uh each other's spot and just watch one of those and just just like fall asleep to that so that was it we were definitely immersed in college and uh in footy and and i'm honestly very glad because like I said, as a kid, I had no passion for it. And I, even looking back now, I was like, I wish I had passion for it. But my dad watched the Niners and he watched golf. And soccer was never on. So, huh. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about with the greatest. I think they have it on Amazon video. Right? I think it was football's greatest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The narrator is just amazing. Um, I don't know his name, but. Yeah. So, so, like, who who brought FIFA into your circle? Like, how did it, it mu- come about? I know it must have been that I can't remember. Um, I'm thinking it must have been my friend Ty, who's the uh, you know the Liverpool my Liverpool guy. But um, I'm thinking that must have been it because we would just play at his, and then eventually got to the point where it was like, can't always play at yours, so I'll just buy my own copy or whatever. But that must have been it. And now, you know, ever since taking the ultimate team plunge, it's just a love-hate thing that is just addictive as hell. Like last night I was playing and trying not to yell as my girlfriend's, you know, sleeping, getting ready for work the next day. It's just trying to do stupid objectives to get a freaking icon. Like it's just... (laughs) (laughs) So you went from college... FIFA, learning to design, getting into art, and then from there, how? What was the journey that led you to, yeah, our beloved club? So I followed my buddy Ty. He was a year ahead of me. Um, he got a job at this company called Ad Black in uh, Costa Mesa, and they did a lot of clothing design. Um, it was the company was established by Steve Rapp. 
I can't remember. He was high up at Hurley and then he merged off and did his, started his own company. Um, so when I graduated, I was fortunate enough to, you know, start part-time and then get full-time at, um, at black. And we did a lot of clothing designs, mainly, um, there was a cut and sew side, which I had no idea about. And then there was t-shirt graphics side and we did a lot of stuff for Volcom and we did some stuff for Adidas and, um, Maddox and who else? Oh man. I haven't thought about this for years, but it was, I mean, I learned a lot. And so we I started there. And then um, after that, well, even there, we made our own soccer teams and, and started playing. Um, uh, I guess it was, it was like five, no, it might've been even four aside um, indoor, but it was at an outdoor spot in Huntington beach. And we made our own soccer club or made our own um, jerseys and formed a club called um, Matador. And we made the logo. And of course we had patches made and bought jerseys and it was just, (laughs) you know, so we would do that like, you know, twice a week, um, which our boss, my boss played with us and we, he was in a band and he got his band members to play with us. It was a whole thing. And then we met other people. Like we met the guys. I don't know if you guys know about Port in Long Beach, but we played with those guys and started playing on a separate team with them. And that was like our main, you know, recreation was, you know, playing four or five aside at, at this uh, Huntington Beach Park. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It got, it got heated a lot because it's, you know, it's grown men playing real close <laughs> together. <laughs> some, some fist fights. And I remember I had to take Jake to the hospital once because he, Maybe had us a minor concussion, but hey, that's the type of work environment that sounds, you know, <laughs> enticing to work at. No, I just, I mean, I, well, I think that like in the adult soccer world, whether you're playing five aside or eleven, like whatever level it is, it's just the fights, man. The fights are yeah. real and they're yeah. raw, and people are coming at it with all the energy of their week. Their girls are, you know, grinding on them. They hate their jobs. Like whatever it is, like it's all coming through in this one, like 90 minute or 50 minute window where yeah. there's just, I've seen some wild shit on the pitches of Southern California as an adult more so than when I was younger. And I just, yeah, I can relate, man. I, I just remember lots of flying kicks. I mean, people fighting their own teammates, like everything, everything. You can oh yeah. Imagine. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, you wait all week to play that one game. <laughs> it's all pent up and then it just, it just all goes, you know, whether it's good or bad, <laughs> it all goes. <laughs> hey, let's stay with the Matador, Matador FC for a second there, man. So yeah. you're, you're like, you're, you're designing kits, you're, you're buying kits, you're, you're outfitting them, you're, you're going actually playing them. Like what's, what, it was just fun. You just wanted to go out and have fun. And like, that's naturally like what, what kind of came from it? Like, was that an understanding of like team sport culture? Cause that seems very like, footy culture but also southern california culture all come together in one in one place i mean that's a you're exactly right it was a combination of what i was learning you know somewhat you know with the apparel design that i was like learning at my first job and then also applying it to you know something that i love which is a new love which is soccer and, and football and then you know what it's like what teams do we want to take inspiration from when we're designing our crest and i think a a lot of it was kind of Barcelona-esque, um, 
you know, not so much that was our, our style of play or anything, but uh, <laughs> no, but it was playing we like leads just, out there. Yeah, exactly. No, honestly, we were just nerding out. We were nerding out on, on shit we loved. And, you know, I mean, obviously you love it if you're investing your own money into something where you can just, you know, you can buy a blank t-shirt and you can just slap some tape on the back, but it's like, nah, we want to spend our own money and like make this legit and make it cool. And it's great when you have that much people who are on your same level um, that want the same thing. It's like, yeah, we'll throw in $50 or, you know, 75 bucks for a a whole kit every year and, or every season. And, you know, we love how they love how it looks too. So yeah, we were honestly nerding out and making it happen. And you're right. It was just fun and something we wanted to do. And we didn't want to be just another, you know, Oh, they're Chelsea or, you know, they're, you know, yeah. the goons, Arsenal, you know, they're not wearing just Arsenal jerseys. Like, no, we're our own club. We established it. We got our own fits, and and that was cool. I mean, you can count on a, a group of creatives to be like, nah, like, we're not going to look shitty while being out there running around, and we're also yeah. not going to bite off someone else's des- It's such a designer fucking mindset <laughs> to go into it. We may I not play it. the best, but we will look the best. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> in, the adult, in the adult soccer leagues, you also can count on people not ending up pl- paying for the kits and just, like, drifting off and just, like, there's always, like, one or two people who just <laughs> don't, there's always, don't it, respond to the text. Did you lose any friendships? That's all I really want to know. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> not so much over the kits. It was like, it was like I was a f- friends with this one guy, and you're like, yeah, I mean, you're pretty good. We need a goalkeeper. Like, you're great at goalkeeper. Like, let's go, let's play. And he just, it got too pent. Like, I think his daily life just got too pent up for him because he just, even the referee, multiple times mid-game had to step aside like look you got to get rid of this guy he's poison you know he just he just he let all his anger oh yeah he let all his anger out on the field in the worst way and it was just a poisonous venom that's like slowly seeped into the rest of our team and he just had to be you know dropped i think he ended up moving so it it just worked out but yeah yeah, Yo. <laughs> it was bad. Wild. We still joke about it to this day, but no. Well, we talk yeah. about like how important co- team cohesiveness is when we, you know, look at all of yeah. our the teams we follow in the clubs and the manager managing the different personalities and stuff. But like, in addition to all this pent up aggression and all the fighting, like when you're starting, when you're going about like starting your own team, basically what Jeff's describing, buying your own kits, like designing all these things. There's so many like logistical moments that you need feedback or responses from people and when i went through the same process although our designs were nowhere near um your level um i'm sure but we had our own team we started in the griffith park sevens league and like dude it was a nightmare like herding cats times a million i'm sure josh and sam deal with this a little bit in supporter culture but i feel like there's something different about like when you have to and then you have to actually get these people to show up at a certain time and like it's yeah just, you know, it's so easy all the, it's so easy until it's really not easy and then you lose your mind and you quit playing soccer forever like me no um, but i mean <laughs> i'm going back i'm going back once we're no it. but i mean it's like you real that's why like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people don't play 11 aside. It's like, if we struggled this much to get a seven aside, like I yeah. can't imagine what an 11 side is. Just, everyone has their daily life, which makes sense. And it's, you know, it's not mandatory, but you do pay for it. So if you don't show up, that's, you know, 
that's on you but <laughs> yeah that's so the after- thing, man it's i think it's being a grown-ass adult like you don't have to show up to things you know what i'm saying yes. like no one's like fucking forcing you to be anywhere and so we've learned to support a culture early on it's like bro if they don't want to be here they're not going to be here right so you got to make the product that undeniably fucking awesome and i think that's the same thing like i see so many parallels with um gamer communities and like supporter group communities because naturally you just want to be around energy and be around people all the time right and if people have a hype and like a momentum about themselves and like you attract that kind of energy and people want to be a part of it but the minute you start making like really an obligation responsibility and it's not fun anymore like you have to be really smart about that kind of transfer of power i think so josh you're saying it's my fault it's always your fault, please. <laughs> Sadio Mane, Shaq West, out of here, bro. Sadio Mane. Wait, so Jeff, tell us about how how then you you swing from the world of clothing design into whatever came came next, or was it LAFC that already came next? No, it, it, this is what year am I on right now? Uh, I graduated college in 2010, and then I was at at black for two to three years. And then I went into, um, I, w- I worked at this company called Incipio for two years. Um, and that was like, you know, phone cases and technology. And, you know, it was, I had a lot of responsibility and I learned a lot, um, you know, but then that was still in, Southern California I mean that was still in like Irvine so I was like we need my brother was like we got to move to LA so I was like all right let's just let's just move to LA so I commuted for like two or three months from you know LA down to Irvine and then found uh got into advertising in West Hollywood and that I did not like at all uh, but it got me to LA so I can't I can't knock it I did like everyone that I worked with but ah, man, it was not, it wasn't for me. Um, the deadlines were ridiculous. I didn't have a laptop. There was no work from home. It was, you got to get everything done here and you got to send it off to the client and then you have to wait at your desk until you get feedback. And then you're still at your desk until, you know, six, seven, eight that night. When I'm like, it's 6.05, I got to get across downtown, to, you know, to get to my soccer game it's like i that was it was too you know it was too conflicting i always felt you know felt bad for leaving early and then i got shit for it but it was just like no 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 it's a work-life balance it's not it's not it's not right here so i then got into uh fashion after that um at a company called stamp made a lot of friends there hated my boss he's he was a total prick still is i'm sure um (laughs) Yeah, he's just the ego on that guy. Ridiculous. Uh, but I actually got let go. And then uh, it was actually Jake who, as I was, you know, interim searching for jobs, Jake was like, oh, there's an opening at LAFC. You should hit him up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Okay. So I remember there was, I forgot to mention this, at my ad black, there was, my boss knew, this uh, his friend Trevor Slavic, who started this company called Shit. I think it was called Little Feet, and it was basically he made soccer balls for kids. Um, and turns out he started 
this other network called the Football Artist Network. And while I was at Black, not only doing work for at Black, I would make um, posters and soccer art for Trevor. And I can't remember what the what was the competition. Um, the competition was combine. The theme was combine. I think it was beer and football into a piece of work. So I had the three lions on the England um, crest drink, like just slugging them, just drinking beer. Um, and that was my final piece. And it won the whole thing. And actually, uh, Lawless, Alexi Lawless ended up signing it. And that was like, I mean, that was really cool. Regardless of what we have to say about Alexi Lawless, it was still cool to win something and have him sign it. So, long that's, story that's, short, that's, that's Alex's homies. That's that, that's that's Tweezy's homie. So you know, we'll, <laughs> wait, we'll what? Wait, how is that my homie? I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just because the the same first name or what, bro? You're throwing me under the bus. Over. I'm just getting railed on this episode. I think, Dude, I think that Alexi, Alexi that signature depreciates a Jeff Parrish piece of art, bro. No, the worst the collectibles. Is my mom was like, oh, like I named you Alexis because of Alexi Lawless. I'm like, please never no, tell me that again. No, no, no. This is Wait, the worst thing you could ever tell your child. Yeah, get out. Trash, bro. No, <laughs> I hate your name now. Dude, <laughs> dude, I have to live with it every day, man. Oh, no. that no way that's man. true. I have to no, live with it every day. Your mom's trolling you, bro. That's hilarious. Yeah, she definitely is. Dude, she she won already, man. I I quit. <laughs> <laughs> So long story short, Trevor knew Rich and Marcus. Um, and I can't remember how it came up, but I was just like, all right, I'm going to apply, but then I'm going to hit up Trevor and I'm just going to see what he can do. And Trevor sent one email, just like, hey, Rich, Marcus, you don't have to keep searching for a graphic designer. I got your guy right here. And that was, you know, I still had to put in the work after that, but that was, it's not, you know, I knew Trevor who knew Marcus and Rich and that's how I got my in. That's how I was, you know, basically got in. And uh, that was the start of LAFC for me. Wait, when did you come on board, Jeff? Uh, January 2nd of inaugural season. Um, Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, And I was already, uh, I was, I already bought in. What year was that? 2016? When the club was established, right? 2014, October, but then 2015, I think. When could you become a member? I think early 2015 or maybe maybe even December of 2014. But yeah. So I was already a member. um, And I remember talking to uh, Sebastian Sebast about, you know, yeah. Pretty eyed motherfucker. (laughs) Such a good guy. But I remember, yeah, he was my rep. Um, before I even started at LAFC. So he was my rep and then got the job. And then I met him. I was like, oh, this is too surreal. It's too cool. Um, in the beginning, it was either Casey or, or yeah. the best. Yeah, or, or, or the other Jeff. Or the other Jeff. Uh, or the other Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Huber. Shout out Jeff Huber. Huber. Shout Jeff. out Jeff Huber. You're still with the club, of course. Absolutely. Um, legend. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's great, man. That's a, that's a great... This, this is a great journey this guy had, all right? And I hope it's all crazy. of you – go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say it's it's funny because 
even in my it's funny thinking about it now because even in my first interview I was showing work I had done like not for the galaxy but you know it was definitely some galaxy pieces um and I just I can't imagine you know what Rich and Marcus were thinking I mean the rivalry wasn't there yet but it was it was definitely it was definitely boiling over so you designed those billboards absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) I don't you know my stuff's not trash (laughs) (laughs) all right let's take a a first first break boys and we'll get back with Jeff and hear more about his LAF the LAFC world he's designed us all into all right back here fcfc pod here with lafc jeff jeff parish someone who has blessed the the wheat paste poster supporter bar area time and time again man we have the best designers in the damn game and um, the two people who are sharing these digital screens with me today are largely responsible for it so jeff first off thank you i think we're all so grateful every time you drop a new piece of art we're like freaking amazed so we want to spend the time we're going to just minute of silence of just i'm gonna add an applause here applause track here but thanks man for for what you've done for supporters and uh for the lafc brand culture going forward bro we and toast to you the- oh, jamie i can't see <laughs> now my lights got turned off <laughs> that was the best that I was like one the best. that was the best that's just jamie coming back for for vengeance she's like fucking make me turn down my volume motherfuckers oh no yeah moment of silence lights off um that was perfect no man i wanted to ask you bro like um yeah i think what's wild about even in going in season four of the club is while each season has its very unique um kind of design pattern has its own campaign that they've they've said they've said to there's so much change within week in and week out for each match day poster and to the point where like i'm around ac pretty often i know like when he's designing for fcfc like he needs some fresh inspirational fodder right to to make something new and make something fresh but for you for someone who's designing like 27 30 match days and all posters for all these, like, where are you pulling the inspiration from? Like, where, where is the big idea in the sky that, uh, that you're looking for? And um, what, how do you, how do you source all your, all, all the art that you, you make for us, man? Oh, it's, I, I make folders on my computer um, that, you know, as I'm doing research, doesn't matter what, you know, just day to day, just grabbing stuff. Last year was obviously very different um, because last year was heavily, you know, comic book themed, which was in itself a really fun challenge to undertake. Like, how do you translate comics to to sports? How do you translate comics to to soccer? Um, it's like you know, it's not that difficult if you think about it. It's like the play, the athletes are the heroes. Um, it's a bit more difficult when you think, you know. We don't want to feature the villains. We don't want to feature the opposition. We just want to feature the heroes. So you got to like mix it up a little bit. But in regards to last season, it was, I really cherished, you know, 
the inspiration time uh, because I'm not, I'm not into comics really. I never, I didn't grow up being into comics and I think everybody is so fortunate now to just be immersed in it with, you know, Avengers and everything that Marvel is doing right now and DC's trying, but they're still doing it. Garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's, you know, it's something that's like, oh, wait, who actually followed comic books as a kid? And, and actually Ty, you know, L- LFC Ty, who's actually a Timbers fan as well. He lives in Portland. Oh, God, but, I don't like anything about Ty besides he <laughs> likes FIFA. Yeah. Ty, um, come to our tailgate and we're going to judge and see if we like you or not. <laughs> I know. No, he, he, he would love him. He would I'm love sure him. I would. Um, uh, but he'll walk alone to the match. <laughs> Dude, he's Liverpool. He never walks alone. He never they all does. Walk alone. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I dove really heavily into just, you know, just comics. Um, I think we focused on the Bronze Age, but I, I mean, I didn't know what the Bronze Age was before doing all this research and, and diving in. But it was something, you know, that, even our head of PR was just like, Oh man, it's so it's like, so cool. I love seeing what you're coming up with every week. And it's just like, it was a fresh take on, on sports. Um, and we were definitely inspired by what other designers were doing with um, creating tops cards and, and cards like that. So AC and I dove into it when we were doing the MLS's back tournament, we were just like, all right, yeah, we started it and we we're just like, this is cool, but like, how do we make it our own? Like, cause we don't want to, you know, we don't want to be the guys who are just like, you know, diving into the trends and following the trends. We want to be the guys that are like, you know, diverting and making our own. So that was, it was just really fun. Um, and every week was a different challenge and, you know, typography wise or, you know, player wise and, so last year was obviously very specific to that, but even before that, it's, I don't pull from one specific place. A lot of it is digital, um, especially last year. Cause we, none of us were really getting out, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for me, like I, I do pull a lot of inspiration um, over websites like Behance and, and dribble and just huge community driven places where, you know, people get together and share their, their latest and greatest. And I honestly think that that's as designers, that's how we stay with the curve. That's how we stay ahead of the curve by saying, you know, Oh, look, everyone's doing, you know, this textured stuff like this. Everyone's doing this heavy plastic stuff. Everyone's doing this kind of, you know, throwback to album art and stuff like that. It's like, how do we adjust and make it our own LAFC version of that? Um, Mm. Yeah, so it's we're trying to stay with the trends, but also, you know, be our own trendsetters, which apparently, you know, people do appreciate what we do, not only in supporters groups, but I've had, you know, Instagram is such a beautiful community as well that, you know, you could reach out to people from PSG or people that have done work for PSG that just hit you up and be like, dude, you guys are killing it. You know, PSG is literally looking at you guys being like, how do we, you know, be more like them? And, and I, you know, it's just, just like, even with LinkedIn and everything else, it's like, no matter how big the world is, you know, 
Instagram and, and LinkedIn and those and Twitter even make it so accessible to everybody. So it's just a crazy unique time to be in this field. And if you know somebody or if you don't know someone you want to reach out to, just reach out to them and yeah. you never know what could happen because, you know, you know, you never, you could strike up a yearly, you know, the weekly conversation with somebody for years and they could be halfway across the country. And, but it's, you know, all you do is talk football and talk design. Like I have those friends on Instagram who are literally in the UK and it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's really, yeah. it's really fun. I mean, first, first things first, PSG sponsored the pod. That's with that out of the way. Second, are we going to, is there a possibility we see a little uh, at PSG Jeff or uh Jeff in Paris, Emily in Paris situation right now? Are you going to take your design skills across no. the pond, maybe? I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'd have to translate all my work into French and that would be really difficult. Uh, you Why know, are you talking saying... like Google Translate doesn't exist, man? Come on, you're here for the art, come on. <laughs> no, even I've thought about it. Uh, you know, what, could I go to Liverpool? I just hear Liverpool is just a oh, shithole gotcha. to yeah. live in. But, <laughs> you know, work from home right now, you know, who knows? <laughs> Yeah. Just <laughs> Dude, I, I like that. Take your shots at Liverpool while you got while you got the chance before the yeah. employer has. And, and I'll attest, like people that I've met through uh the ISC conference from you know clubs all over the US, they'll hit me randomly and be like, yo, like your guys' media team is just killing it. Like that, you know, they wish that they had someone telling the story for them like like we are. And you know, even when I look on like you know, the, the big dogs, like the Lakers or whatever, it's just, they just replaying clips and what, there's no real creativity or personality that comes from it. And we've seen the different personalities coming from like that more epic, like, you know, like that gladiator movie style artwork and then going into the, the comic book now. And, and for those, I'm sure most of the people that are listening have no idea what the bronze era is. So if, if we want to explain that, uh, we'd love to hear about it. But yeah, I mean, and then we'd also like to hear like, what's the what's the next you know storyline? What's the next imagery coming up with the, this new season coming up? And AC is giving me the shush mouth, but fuck that, we want exclusives. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are now. We're 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 only here to scoop people. Yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> Guess beware. Um, I think the Bronze Age was like the beginning. Um, stages and like the beginning era of comics so a lot of it was very retro and mm. um it was because a lot of the, i mean the stuff nowadays you know it's 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 just so digital and it's so you know you're like okay yeah that's you know it doesn't look as i don't want to say as good it's just different right so we were going for you know we wanted retro style typography with you know, match, matched up with our players is kind of what we definitely wanted last season. So that's why we fixated on the bronze, the bronze age, the beginning age of, of comics. Um, and then, go ahead. Yeah, t- yeah t- tickle us a little bit, Jeff. Tickle, tickle, tickle us where we like it. Where Give us a little hint. Give us a little, little taste. Give me a color palette. Give me one color, a shade. <laughs> tell tell oh. us we're going into the attitude era of the WWF, Jeff. Yeah. The color palette is... You know, this is probably pretty new, pretty out there for you guys, but strictly black and gold. 
but a little bit more gold this year. D39E6D. Uh, <laughs> that's some designer speak right there, bro. That's, that's the hex code. Speak. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to talk? Pantone codes out here. This <laughs> Who wants to talk about. color codes? Who wants to talk fonts? Let's go. Let's hey, go. I, wa- I wanted to do this. Uh, I'm, t- I'm stealing this segment from Hot Ones, where they do like explain that gram. I'm going to yeah. call this the FCFC ID the IG. That's official okay. copyright. Oh, nice. Josh Spice. Let's do it. I have here from LAFC Jeff, match day 24, August 15th. Okay. 2018 when i saw this poster i rem- i i stopped i fucking stopped this is it dweez uh, and yeah. i both had the same picture yeah. up it's dude, that's one crazy of the- that's crazy dude, it's it's i think a lot of people have have done the same thing they've seen it and they just stopped man and we had so many beautiful photography photography of carlos of diego really really beautiful kind of um kind of color blocked off style with using like the art deco print. But when I saw that, I remember being like, this is a new level. This we've already, we've, we are not where we were before kind of thing. So Jeff, can you explain just the kind of mentality behind that and taking Bob's beautiful spherical head and making this kind of the, the, the pond or the reverberations around it? Like what's your design process and inspo behind that, bro? That I think was the first intro to you know, not, you know, two years later, what could be, you know, this is the Charles Xavier of LAFC. Like, how does, you know, Bob, exactly obviously, thought, yeah. exactly. So it's like, he's sending out those, those professor vibes, X those, vibes yeah. those Professor X's, you know, mentality, state of mind, everything to across, you know, the entire team. And it was, that one was really, really fun. Um, I think I, I, was inspired by the pattern from something else. And I was just like, Oh, this is just going to fit perfectly. Right. You know, let's do a, let's do a Bob one. Like, Mm. you know, we've done enough players. We need to do a Bob one. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I think it was, you know, not, I'm not saying Liverpool's art is any good, but you know, Klopp is so, you know, he is just so charismatic. So, you know, he is the light at LFC. So, I was like, we need to put that light onto Bob as well, because he, you know, he may be an angry bastard at times, but he definitely, you know, deserves credit where credit is due. And so that was, you know, that was like, that was definitely the beginning of, of uh, the bronze age for, for LAFC. No, this, I shit, I shit you not. I was, I actually had that same image up and was going to ask a question about it right before Josh brought up his ID to IG. And I, that, that specific poster i think really stuck out in my mind like and i and i do remember even then feeling like oh damn this is like some professor x vibes you know it's like you know like sending the waves out yeah and i just think that to, to be able to get something across like basically everything you just described is how i felt when i saw it and what i was going to ask <laughs> you about so to be able to get that across in design is just nuts to me like as someone who just has to stumble through thousands of words to explain something when someone can just either you know and i I feel this way with people who can take really great photographs we had orson on last week i feel like he can say more in a photograph than i i'll like trip over myself for three hours on the keyboard and same with 
with Jeff, I'll like try to explain like how Bob is Professor X in an article or something. And I'll just like keep typing and typing and typing and typing and typing. And like six hours go by and he just, you know, pops this baby up online. And it's just like, you know, it's just a bunch of light and color. <laughs> it's just light and color and like shape. And it's nuts. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro, we... We're, we're just among greats right here. All right. And AC is AC is one of them, but like, I just wanted to give you props on that one as well. No, thank you. I mean, it didn't take me six hours, but you know, it was like maybe three. <laughs> Damn, hey, AC, I wanted to ask you, man, because you, you've now you're, you're as responsible for kind of shaping visual language for the club as, as anyone else, including Jeff here. So what for you was something that you've seen that Jeff designed where like it kind of blew you away. Cause I know that Jeff has really helped you like grow as a designer through this. Like when you saw a reference that Jeff pulled or when you saw the first mock-up was something that Jeff put out or when you actually saw it as a wheat poster, like what's one moment you remember that you're like, damn, like this is again, that next level. I think it was the first day at work. I just immediately was like, holy shit. I think I'm kind of fucked here. Like <laughs> I don't really know my shit right now. I feel like I'm miles behind and I'm like looking at this dude right behind me and he's just like killing it like constantly, constantly on his computer screen. So I think the first specific moment where I just was like super blown away, I think it was the Carlos MVP shirt that you were doing, Jeff. Mm. And I think that I was still probably like a week into to working at the office and I was just like, dude, like what the fuck, man? Like, and you're doing it so effortlessly, like all the fucking key commands and like, you know, just not even like bothering to look down at the keyboard. I'm just like, damn, this dude is on some some other shit. Like, but I think like even just from like a supporter standpoint, you know, I was always the type of person that was really drawn to the art of football. So I think that, you know, when I first was going to like LAFC matches, I was always trying to make sure that I was getting the, the print. And I think I still have like a ton just like here from the first season, like in pretty solid condition that I would just like, hang up at like by like kind of my desk area and shit so if there's one in particular and I think I've told Jeff my favorite one's actually the uh the one that he did I think it was that same season against San Jose um it was the the Marco Reno one that's like all taped out yeah and that one I was just like nuts like so just just always seeing his work prior to to LAFC and like kind of eventually coming on board to you know it definitely made me realize like this dude works at such a high level and like there's already such a high standard set by him so definitely kind of coming on board and like learning a lot was was a big honor and it still is you know I mean season four underway and we got a lot a lot in store so cool what's the concept for uh Lim you're a horrible reporter well, just to what AC said, I I remember that first week. I remember I hate I I because I remember this and I hated it when I was in his same position when I was his age. Somebody standing over you and telling you to do something, and AC's literally mm-hmm. like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to do the wrong thing." It, even it's just like the wrong key command, the wrong mouse movement. He's like, "I'm so nervous right now. I don't want to miss that." He's like, "All right, I'm gonna walk away because I I hated this." when I was in that. So I'm just like, you do it. I'm going to walk away. But I remember that first, those first two weeks and just trying to be like, he's got the eye. I'm going to help him with everything else, but he's got the eye and he's hasn't, you know, AC haven't turned me wrong at all. And amazing help and fucking genius, man. So pleasure to have you on board on the team. Um, and that's, you know, 
it's it's crazy you know just coming full circle even in your career and just being able to you know pass down what everything that you've learned to somebody else is is crazy whether it's right or wrong it's, it's no, all right it's, it's only don't right there's only there's only right answers here there's only right answers here i i want to know jeff i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you choose a favorite match day poster uh but i am but i am going to make you tell us like about a, a, a specifically memorable one whether one that was like you know you were able to put down in five minutes and it was just like you banged it out and it was perfect or one that took you a, a really long time and you know it doesn't matter which which season which comic book or one that just like took like weeks weeks to get right you had been you know putting it together any any ones that just sort of stick out in your memory that um were were in your heart stay in your heart for some for one reason or another i think the ac already alluded to but that the vela mvp it was the shirt um, because it was a reference to a Magic Johnson um, shirt. So it was a reference to LA and having finished it, wearing it one day in the office and then fucking Carlos just shows up and uh, he's just walking around. It's like, and then Rich being rich. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff's wearing your shirt. Oh yeah. Look at it. Oh, he's like, he's <laughs> like, Oh, I love it. You have to give me one of those. Like, <laughs> Fuck, I don't have any on me, but yes, I we do need to give you one. <laughs> I don't know if he got one yet, but I mean, it's just really, really cool. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say age. that was a pretty decent Vela impression right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was on point. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think AC's impersonation might be a little bit better. He's got some inside, uh, inside. Uh, oh. Carlos. Uh, oh no, that, that's not coming exclusive. <laughs> no, no, it's no. not. <laughs> Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, yeah, that's but okay. So go ahead. that one, and then uh, sorry, the you got to go with like the latest stuff. I, I really the Rossi Golden Boot. Um, I don't know. I'm even looking at it now. It just feels, it feels like an actual comic. It feels like, you know, there's freaking, I want it to feel like, you know, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Like you're, you know, there's a whole city and it's being rained down on, you know, the talent that Rossi puts on the fields, like with all these goals that he scored this year. So like, I wanted to have that same feel like it's a storm going through the city and I, it's so weird. Like this, I mean, I know some designers don't think this way, but some, a lot of times I'll look at my stuff and I like, can't stop looking at it. Cause I'm just like, yeah, this really came together really well. Um, the final came together really well, but that one for sure. I think that might've been my, my favorite from last year. Yeah. Man, we, we could just do this for the entire LAC social feed before we move on. I just want to highlight one more, which I really love. And I feel like, um, it holds a weird place in, in, in a lot of people's hearts. But uh, yeah, this one with uh, Dio with the LAFC versus Galaxy as a type is kind of taking up like the white space, black space around his head. And it's like, it's like a beautiful freaking type treatment. I think your mastery of like different fonts and typography here is on full display on so many of these, man. Because I think what's dope about it is like, while this most recent season was like, 
pretty heavily templated, at least with like the rectangular comic book square. The other parts of it, like you're switching up styles so often, man, during the whole season. And it's like, that's why the PSGs of the world are like, how the hell is he doing it? Because the, the, the kind of breadth of, of style, styles really reflect, I think, um, just how weird and cool the, the club can be, man, at the, at the core of it. So, man, I love that, that one. There's so much good to come. That was actually Marcus McDougal. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Shout yeah. I think I was in Italy on vacation at the time, which is why he, <laughs> yeah, threw, threw that in there. Yeah. Of course, Josh's Marcus Levin-ass finds a way to compliment Marcus <laughs> when he's not even on the pod. I love Marcus, man. He knows that. <laughs> dude, he is the that. best. Yeah, yeah, he is a G. What's, yeah, what's it like? Man. So are you, yeah, man. Are you under kind of, as Marcus, you're the lead under your department? Definitely. Um, gotcha. Which I, I feel like this year he is so much more involved than last year. Last year, we, I mean, it was different circumstances. Um, last year, we were like AC and I were kind of just doing our own thing. And Marcus was off doing higher level, um, you know, design choices and and you know more he definitely runs more meetings now because he's higher up and that's what happens as you you know get grow as you get higher on the food chain you do less design you do more you know the the uh, story and the behind the scenes so that is where marcus is definitely the strongest and that's where he you know that's where ac and i need the most help is you know learning how to tell the story of uh, of lafc for each year um, so this year he's even more, you know, he's even more involved. He's trying to get us, you know, up to his level on storytelling and, and, uh, you know, but we're also, you know, turning a new leaf this year. We're trying to be more clean. Last year was, we had a saying in the office, it was organized chaos. So this year after it's just a, the crazy year we had last year, we're trying to alleviate some of that chaos because, you know, everyone wants, everyone wants things to be clear and not, you know, not frustrating, not hard to intake. So we want to be a little bit more bold and upfront with our typography and our decisions and, you know, coming to those understandings and those, um, that story and that new uh, direction, Marcus has been leading the charge, so. And he does a lot that we even that we don't even see. You heard it here. You got the exclusives that you wanted, Slim. They're gonna get bold. They're gonna get. You've clean. already seen some of it, though. Sure, I've already right, seen I'm it. Gonna Slim, look at open it your eyes, bro. bro. Open your eyes. Yeah. Hey, that's as wide as they get, asshole. <laughs> oh my god. So let's bold let's, and gold, uh, baby. Let's take bold, one more break and, and be back with Jeff with, for a little tea time with Dweez, and we'll. Finish it up. Tea time. That tea. I re- I re- I realize that like when I make tea on the Zoom calls, I'm the only one who actually gets to enjoy it. I'm kind of like, was this sort of fucked up that I make people wait for something that, <laughs> that I don't even like get a serve because we're not in the backyard. So that's fucked up. Oh, but, uh, I appreciate that. Sticking with the brand, baby. We back. Tea time with Dweez. Drinking that Hoji cha. You know, if Hoji makes an appearance on the pod, you got to drink his cha. So, Jeff, 
one thing that I think is incredible about and thinking about all this design stuff, talking about all this design stuff from clothes to Instagram to match day posters that you're, you know, papering on to the wall in the supporters section. Like, you know, I write and everything that I write is at one purpose and that's just to be read. That's the only purpose. Like, and you could say like, you know, you, yours is meant to be seen, but seeing something on a, a graphic on a t-shirt versus seeing it on Instagram versus seeing it on, you know, in, in person on, on a wall, those are all different like experiences of seeing an, an object. So like for you, do you have a preference for what kind of thing you're designing or do you like different, you know, the, you know what I mean? Those different uh, avenues for where your designs will appear and do you enjoy like thinking about them in those different modes? Does it help like keep you fresh and not get like bogged down in doing the same thing over and over again? Or how do you feel about that? That's, you know, that's the thing with, I am working at LAFC, even working at any, major company when you have a small team is there are certain things that do bog you down, but then you work for the things that don't, right? So the master posters, the jerseys, which you want to make great, but it just gets in the way when they should help you. Um, the, you know, just, you get to see everything you do either on field or, you know, taking the extra time to go in the supporter section, get them up on there because, you know, I'm sorry if I covered some of your stickers, but like, that's the, you know, that's where the artwork is meant to be. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's getting people hyped and it's, it's just, um, you know, people walking by like, Oh yeah, it's shit. Like, that's what, that's what today is. I already knew, but like this hypes me up even more. Um, and I can't wait for the match to start. So it's just giving the extra little game day experience, um, you know, and we're working on that even further, whether, you know, for new things we're putting inside the stadium. Um, even, you know, we're trying to, how do we, you know, elevate the experience when you're not there? So that's why we put so much focus on, you know, the story, like Instagram stories is, and, and Twitter. It's, um, you know, we, it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of team, it's a lot of teamwork that gets it across the board, but it's, you know, it's worth it at the end of the day, not only for the paycheck, but you know, when you have other people coming up to you and just being like, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, it's like, we, we look up to you or like, you know, we you want to aspire to be LAFC. So it's nice to be aspired, you know, by, um, and also like, I'm not, you know, I'm competitive, right? Like competitive in the sports that I play competitive in my job. So I want everything that I make to be the best and whether it's on the field on social media or can we pace it up, it's going to be the best that you see out of me. So it's just the, just how I was raised. And I think it's more the fire inside me that gets me to, you know, get the best out of myself and, and AC and everybody that I work with. So. Man, what a gangster, bro. Damn, that's says, that's just how I was raised, bro. Hell yeah, let's go. That's just not how, AC, do you have a, a preferred venue of of uh, design of expressing your designs or or places where you want to see your designs appear? Uh, no, I think just to echo what Jeff said, you know, I think whether it's like a deck for a partner, whether it's a match day poster or a jersey, you know, like 
I think that the mentality that our group has is like, we just, you know, want to be the best, whether that's in the league or on the global football scale, you know, I think that we all have that same ambition to want to put forward our best foot and make sure that we're representing the city in the best way possible. So um, I don't think there's a specific, specific kind, but um, yeah, it's just, it's still so surreal to even be in a position to be able to, to create at this level. And Jeff, the, the, the Kobe ahead. arm brand though, that AC made, I think that, you know, for AC, I know that that meant a lot to you, right? Yeah, for sure. I think it was always a thing that, you know, you never expect certain things to kind of fall on your plate. That was literally just Ben, you know, coming in after you left. So he would avoid asking you to you know, request the actual thing to be created. So <laughs> he came in, yelled and was like, yo, do you have like 30 minutes before you leave? I want to like talk to you. And then next thing you know, that's kind of what happened. So yeah, we, I think that there's always those special mediums that we kind of create it. And then I think that's what makes the job all the more special. And in terms of being competitive, uh, Jake is also a designer, your twin, Jeff. And what, first of all, what does he design? I mean, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff is he doing? And do you guys still have, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't share, uh, but it's at the same time, it's not like Instagrammable sharing experiences. He works for PricewaterhouseCooper, PwC, and they have a design firm in on the west side. So he, you know, works for that in-house design team. Um, you gotta so love it's dudes. A, we just don't share. <laughs> no, I know, right? No, but he does like he does stuff for Lays and like bigger companies like that. Um, so it's, it's higher level stuff, but yeah, he doesn't share what he does share though, is he does um, voice acting on the side. What? Um, so yeah, he does. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's really good. We actually, when he lived here in this loft downtown, we set up like a studio in, in the closet in the loft just so he could have, you know, soundproof and everything. So yeah, that's his, uh, aspirational side gig, um, you know, being in LA too. So, do, you have yeah, a, uh, do you have an aspirational side gig, Jeff? What would you What would you be What would you do? What, where's the other modes of expression? Uh, I'm gonna be LAFC's second uh, professional esports EMLS player. Hey. Uh, you know, Remy. When Remy is ready to give his crown, pass it down. You know, that'll be. Uh... I couldn't do it, dude. I couldn't do it. And that's just the frustration as fun, as fun as it is to make your team, the frustration from that game. And it's like, it's too, it's, it's so competitive. It's ridiculous. Have you guys played enough FIFA within like amongst office people to know who the top like three are in, you know, Ben's in the a staff. cheater, man. I, I'm convinced Ben imports like his crazy controls into the game because every time that anybody at the office plays with him, he just does. No, AC, I'll tell you what it is, dude. He only picks PSG and then he passes the ball to Mbappe. And then literally, I, I played fucking dudes online all the time that if you sprint with Mbappe, you can't tackle him, you can't do anything. He'll just sprint past you and then he'll do a goal. So that's all, that's all Chi has, literally. I told you, Chi just pisses people off. I, I said on the, uh, like a couple episodes ago that I've like mid game just turn around and just sock him in the arm because he's pissing me off. 
<laughs> as long you. as you do that and not throw a controller into the TV screen, that's yeah. yeah I'd rather hurt yeah. him than the electronics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Love it. Mean, yeah, she definitely causes the most drama. All right, Robbie's, so Robbie's pretty good for sure. It's so funny that it would be Chi and Robbie. Chi, like this overly intense, like emotional person. Well, Robbie's so, and Robbie's Robbie's just so like, humble okay. and Chi will rub it in your face. Robbie's yeah. the best and Chi will rub it in your face. So it's, it's two totally different beasts. And All right, so gotta, basically Robbie's to, uh, dope, Chi sucks. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to Salas too. Salas is a good play. You're right. Dallas yeah. and and the legendary L rate was always fun to play with as well. And uh right. up and coming talent, uh Michael Rosen. Yeah, he's not on it, I don't think anymore, but he, when he was it was exciting for sure. <laughs> yeah, Love for it. sure. Prospect. <laughs> hey, like sports Rosen's on it. Spice, do you do you have a you know in talking about your your side hustles? Do you have a side a, a side hustle of choice, like another muscle you'd rather be using creatively than the ones you're using now at work? Like, do you want to just suddenly like start doing watercolor or what? Ooh no! Uh, I think the only thing I've thought about, man, I just want to make videos, bro, in some some shape or form. I don't know what kind of videos, but. It's cool videos. And also, I want to get in on, I feel like we have to understand what the hell this NBA Top Shot thing is and figure out how um, how we got to get involved with all this crypto sports currency because it's like yeah. really crazy. It's getting insane. Wait, what, that, what do you, can you, why don't you break it down because I have no idea what you're talking about. NBA Top oh, Shot? What? Okay, let me, let, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say Here a brief what I know. <laughs> And you guys fill in the gaps, okay? So the NBA, this is yeah. an official NBA licensed product. Okay. They are selling. They're they're trying to they're trying to get on the hype train of all the sports card memorabilia being you know traded and upsold and and being sold for like exponential amounts of money right now. So they are actively selling packs like digital packs, like almost like a FIFA Ultimate Team of player official player highlights that show up in like a digital form. And you own this digital highlight. It's going to be yours forever. It's one of maybe like 24 of that same highlight. And now people are just collecting those highlights online. And to a certain point, they own it. It's not usage rights. So they can't really put it into like their own videos, but you own it digitally. And people are like buying slots and opportunities to actually own the clips of their favorite players. So what do they arrive on? Like, or they just get a a link and then you just download it and then it's on your desktop or your phone or how does that, how do you own it? Like, where does it go? Is it a thumb drive? Please tell me it's a thumb drive. I mean, it's, it's like damn near impossible to buy one. So we wouldn't know really (laughs) damn near impossible because it's so expensive or because so many people are trying to buy it. So many people are trying to buy it. Uh, Well, like from what I gather, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not an MOV because I think it's, you can, can you move it around? No. You can't move it. Not too sure. Yeah, I don't think you can. But it is 3D. So it's. I think it must be with like another website or the app that they have. But this brings up a good side topic. It's like, is the world going to fully adapt this new form of, you know, collectible? And is the old style, which cards going to be, you know, demolished? I don't think cards will ever go away this new digital style could be seen as a fad 
but uh, I don't know. Only time won't, will tell. Won't, won't it just continue the split between our digital and physical lives? Like we're just going to get more, everything is going to get more digital and more physical. Like we need more physical things to balance out the amount of digital exposure because it doesn't, it doesn't actually help us. Yeah, <laughs> like kind of why vinyl is starting to pop off again. Right. Like people yeah. are right. The tangibility more like, nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think like, honestly, you got to bet. You you have to bet that digital will only grow because it feels like we just scratched the surface yeah. of the new capabilities every single year. Like I, I could not have put into like words or thoughts that this NBA Top Shot thing could be a bona fide um, hit. But here we are, you know. But at the same time, I get you. It I is. think we are trying to buy our childhoods, and it's what it's whoever's in the biggest. That's what we'd say in, in advertising all the time. Like whoever is in the the power seat of spending power which now like millennials are growing into like their biggest earning stakes ever we're just trying to buy back what we think is going to make us happy from our childhoods which is the pokemon cards the baseball cards all this stuff from that but i think the tangibility of things is is interesting to me i get what you're saying and what you said about vinyl too slim it's like i guess there's always a time and place but as we grow like as we have less and less space like physical space in this world to actually hold and hoard shit i wonder where it goes are we just think- doing ready player one style like you know like we're just yeah. gonna be in pods you- eventually i All watched right, so- that for the first time this week so hey. our oh, it's so good the Pretty goggles good. okay there's vr goggles they're getting more and more popular people talking about them i don't know i've never experienced them i don't, I don't know. like someone told me that you can go to a movie with your friend and you can like sit in the theater and watch the movie like virtually which, you know, maybe in like pandemic times, like there could be some appeal, but otherwise, like there's no appeal at all to me to do that. Like <laughs> I no, couldn't be less I interested, just, but I don't know. Like, tell me more, like sit, open topic. You, you could sit courtside of, you know, an NBA finals game. You could sit. But is the game live? Like, is it happening? And you're, yeah, yeah. you're for real? Yeah, yeah. That already, this already exists. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Imagine going to pitch side you know, at a Champions League game. Exactly. Your favorite, you know, your favorite club's stadium, but it's halfway across the world. So spend $300 and, you know, sit in the best seat in the house with a headset on your face. I mean, I wouldn't mind. So do you guys Pretty think sick. that, do you think that it's all going to come down to smell and taste? Like the two things that can't be digitized, like that everybody is like, are we going to get to digital smell and taste in in I our life? We gotta do body body suits too. Body suits. Yeah, yeah. I'm too thick to you be just, looking. Yeah, good you just want someone suit. to jerk you off, bro. The robots <laughs> to jerk you off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if you can't smell Mbappe's sweat when he's running by you at the Champions League games, are you really there? Were you actually there? No, oh, you weren't. But you know. You yeah. had an experience. <laughs> so we, I mean, we had a small I taste of this. That Go basketball ahead. game. Go ahead. No, no. Okay. Like we had a small taste of this uh, beginning of quarantine when we were doing a lot of Zoom birthday parties, right? Like we were all getting really uh, happy, Zoom happy hours, right? That's a big thing. And it was a big thing. Get, it can't possibly still be a big thing. There's no one that wants no, to do this. Everyone, everyone hates it. But I think that's the thing. The, the hatred part of it comes from the fact that you can suspend this belief when you're like, I'm in like 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is like my life. 
but I've never felt such a crushing loneliness <laughs> as when I've I've hit end and I'm like I'm fucking alone like this is like, yeah, like I can't alone. touch anything I know I consume something but I had headphones on the entire time like am I actually here like where's my body kind of thing so am I real maybe that's where I, we I go I disagree I think I, I mean I just did a happy hour thing with my younger brother who's in San Francisco no Pacifica, which is next San Francisco, um, on Friday. So, you know, this whole time, you know, has given us the, has opened the doors to people doing that more often than they would have ever done it like before, because I don't, I don't think I ever did it with my little brother, you know, did a zoom, uh, happy hour when it wasn't quarantine so i mean good point good it just point. depends on your perspective like i mean it's if a, you the doors have open. more quality time yeah exactly yeah. and you know now that it's open you know you're going to embrace it more but also people are also obviously looking forward to everything opening back up <laughs> <laughs> i get it man no that's that's a, that's a fair point i think i think your gaming days has well prepared you for this i think that's that's been the difference for yeah. people I know who are like super tuned in and, and plugged in was like, they're okay. They'll, they'll survive. Okay. I think for, for Dwee's concert goer, a low end theory goer and mm. for myself who like miss just touching people all the time. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a harder transition, but um, no, for sure. I, I see where you're going. Speak for yourself, Josh. I'm happy over here. Can't you guys see me smiling in the Northern lights? <laughs> yeah. In the Northern lights. <laughs> You're hot. You're hot spotting. You're hot let's, spotting. Let's move on you're to in Alaska. Uh, let's move on to recommendations. Um, this this is this cover. We covered a lot of good stuff with Jeff, but I do want to hear what we got for the recommendations on the docket this week. Uh, Slim Spice, do you guys want to kick it off with a with a rec? Um, I have a rec and a non rec. Uh, my rec is if you are dabbling in edibles and you're looking for, you know, a, a good one to start with, uh, check out Wild, W-Y-L-D. Um, these little square gummies. If it's your first time trying edibles, start with half of one square. Figure it out from there. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, they also have, like, the one-to-one CBD flavors. Uh, and then my non-recommendation is don't get high on edibles and start online shopping because you might buy a bunch of shit that you don't need. Like, I have a 27-inch uh, computer monitor in front of me now because I was gaming with uh, Sean Dweezy and I was sucking. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yo, it's because my fucking monitor is too little. So I bought <laughs> I bought a monitor that night, and I also still bought a stand. A yeah. yeah, I still suck. I'm garbage. <laughs> um, I bought a stand for it, and then I also almost bought like a twelve hundred dollar mattress. And like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep on it. And then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, yo, I definitely don't need a new mattress. I'm an idiot. So that that's that's my wreck to non wreck is eat some edibles, don't online shop. That's an amazing rec and non-rec. Uh, Spice Man, do you have one? Yeah, I got um, I got one to read, one to watch. So mm. on vulture.com.com, E. Alex Jung wrote this article on Yoon Yo Jung Comes to America. She is 
the the lovely grandmother in Minari, um, Lee Isaac yeah. Chung's movie that just came out, and uh, she, she has she's like kind of been in all these Korean dramas and TV shows throughout my childhood. She's always kind of had like these bit parts when I when I uh, was growing up watching a lot of Korean television, and to to kind of see her life story written out like here she's hilarious. She still like smokes cigarettes all the time, and um, she like made a career um, after getting divorced and came back to Korea as like 45 years old and just like took every part she could and became this like, like the Meryl Streep of Korea. And um, I thought, just thought the article written about her is just really powerful. She's really freaking funny. And I think at the end, it's really endearing and sweet. Watch Minari as well. And um, to watch on Netflix, I'm officially an F1 fan because of Drive to Survive. It's 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 uh, probably the best reality television show I've seen in my life because these people hate each other and um, they are mic'd up at all times. And so, yeah, I think it's it's one of the more fun reality shows I've seen. And like if you love supporter culture, if you love fandom of sports in any way, like these guys with the uniforms, the helmets, the sponsorships, just the level of technicality. I think uh, it shows you like I was never into racing before, but I feel like I'm going to be trying to catch up. A little taste of that university. So Drive to Survive and E. Alex Jung's uh, Yunya Jung arrives coming to America. Love it. Love oh. it. Jeff. Who do you support? Jeff. Who do you support then in Formula One? Bro, you know what? I was a, in season one. I was like, give me Force India all, all the way. But um, now <laughs> I'm, I'm supporting the young kid at Ferrari. I like that kid a lot. What's his name? The, yeah, I forgot. I think he's Spanish or something. But yeah, how about you? Uh, uh, Hamilton. Yeah, I mean he's he's just the king. He's ridiculous. Just you want to hate him, but he just just thanks. You know, it's one it's one thing to be good, but it's another thing every time you win to just be like, it's not me. I can't you know I can't thank myself. I gotta thank the whole team and everybody you know working behind the scenes at you know Mercedes and you know it's just yeah. every time You're like I can't hate this guy. You can't hate him. Love him. He can He's do. He can do. He can do Hamilton impressions. He can do <laughs> Carlos Vela impressions. Jeff, what's your recommendation for the people? All right, so I have Amazon on Amazon Prime Video. It is Plebs. It follows Ooh. three desperate, three desperate young men from the suburbs as they, as they try to get laid, hold down jobs, and climb the social ladder in the big city, a city that happens to be ancient Rome. My girlfriend and I just binged, watched this probably in like all five seasons in about a week, maybe two weeks. And it was, it's hilarious. If you're into like, you know, European, yeah, European uh, sitcoms, really, really, really funny. And then plebs, yeah, good stuff. And then I got a shout out to the lady. And, you know, if you're in uh, Hollywood, check out Psych Class coffee um they got she gets some cakes she does all the cakes there but she does so much more um good coffee good cakes and they have a little market there so you what's know, it called again it local. jeff one more time site class site class yes site class site class coffee site class class coffee we're gonna have to check oh, it out right. ac no ho you got a wreck for the people uh food wise man that's tough what have we been eating lately my amazing bagel breakfast 
That's true. My girlfriend makes an amazing bagel breakfast that I miss very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think for food, I'm always going to hold the spot down. Like uh, Jimmy's Burgers here in NoHo, spot to go to right on Lancashire and Running Maid. So if you're in the hood, just stop by there. They'll hook you up. Uh, and TV, honestly, uh, we've, we've just been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians in the early seasons. And it oh. might be the worst television ever made, but it's hysterical. <laughs> So, if you're trying to watch, Peter, what are really you bad. doing to my man, yo? What? It happens, man. It happens. Yo, Peter, Peter, your meme where he's like, "What the fuck did I just hear?" Like, the Jesus. bagels must, the bagels must be incredible. AC's like, "Yeah, yeah, you keep making these bagels. You must keep making these bagels. I'm gonna keep watching the Kardashians." Um, you, so, you just start to accept it after a while, man. <laughs> so I, I have, I have to ask: Has anyone, has anyone tried Cheeky's Smash Burgers yet? yeah yeah i was just there uh what was it on saturday right yeah it was cool the the food's good everything's pretty socially distant so while you're waiting you know you can just kind of like pick it up and go or just kind of like eat it by your car but it was good it's it's relatively cheap he popped out of nowhere and i did not expect to see him there man but that's the rich way uh he came in showed some love and he did on, on like the quickest exit I think I've ever seen anybody make, but the Irish. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was good though. I recommend if anybody's in the neighborhood, whenever he pops up, you go check it out. Check out that cheeky smash burger. My recommendation is going to be none other than the Marshall Allen leading the sun leading the Sun Ra Orchestra. Holy shit! Y'all, I haven't been to a concert or live show since March 12th, 2020, where I went and saw Thundercat at the Wiltern. Anderson Pack came out. Knowledge was there. They did some No Worries shit. Guap Dad 5000 was there. It was incredible. 3000, whatever his name is. And it was fucking, dude, it was like a great show. And then, of course, the pandemic happened and I wasn't able to see a live show for damn near a year. And I've watched a couple of live ones, you know, there was, there was a Pharaoh Sanders show. The young Dweez was with the neighborhood, but yo, this Sun Ra orchestra show, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Sun Ra and you just want to come down the rabbit hole, just, this is the man who's recorded literally thousands of songs, hundreds of albums. You'll never get to the bottom. He claimed he was from Saturn. He never admitted to being an earthling and he just created the most audacious Afro you know, it's like Afrofuturism, experimental jazz. Like if you want to just go off into outer space, you know, there's no, there's no TV show. There's no edibles that are going to take you to the places that the Sun Ra Orchestra will take you. And uh, their show. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Their show. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Marcus Allen, I believe, I, I, don't quote me on this, but I believe he's 93. The guy who's leading the Sun Ra Orchestra wow. right now, he's 93 years old and he did a full set with everybody else there. And they did it to benefit the world stage here in Lamert Park, uh, one of the classic jazz venues here in Los Angeles. We've already lost the Blue Whale in the pandemic time. So that's that's already gone from, from Little Tokyo. But um, the world stage is just so important to like black music in Los Angeles, especially jazz music. And it's you can buy a ticket to it for five bucks. And it's the show is playing for the next three weeks. Like you can buy it and watch it as many times as you want. I straight up watched it twice that first night, dancing around my living room like a fool. Had Hoji. Um, they got incredible merch as well. If you want to like further support it, so it's um, Total Luxury Spa is the is the promoter that's that's putting it on, which is uh, sort of art 
and culture focused group here in LA and it's the Sun Ra Orchestra benefiting the world stage for the next three weeks it's up so by the time this comes out it'll probably still be two weeks but yeah whatever day of the week you want to watch it you're gonna have a ball it's about a two-hour show unreal unreal performance and just you know get ready to blast off into saturn land with that the merch is insane merch is insane um so that's that's my that's my rec um i co-signed josh on minari it was it was great as expected and i think that's that's it for tonight boys we we had a Incredible time with Jeff, AC, of course. Always glad to have him stop by. I wish we could have all done this in person. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it all in person before too much longer. But until then, Agreed. these two these two design lords, Jeff and AC, are still going to be cranking out the goods. We're all excited to see what season four ho- holds for match day posters, for merch, for all the things. But um, yeah, I think that's it, Slim, if you want to sign us out. Ladies and gentlemen, bye. FCFC 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 FCFC